It's Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to Match Wrestling. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe, and we had a fucking winner in Wembley. Oh, boy, did we ever. <laughs> scenes, absolute scenes at Wembley, and even behind the scenes at Wembley. We're talking all in and predicting all out, plus so many just heartwarming, heartbreaking, tear-in-soothing, whatever you want to call it, tributes to the late, great Wyndham Rotunda. Yeah, including that one, and uh, I I had to turn a two upside down because it's only hey. one of those, but hey, hey, it works. It works. <laughs> it works. Um, before we continue, I just want to point out too. Last week's episode was episode four four two, and I found it funny because All In was all about Wembley, and anybody mm-hmm. who, as you know, you're now new to the football thing, four four two is like the most common formation. The most. So common. I thought it was kind of funny. The most common formation possible. Yep. You're, you're 100%. Um, you, you might find uh, a film called Mike Bassett, England Manager. And he's just, he's like one of the crum- crummiest managers ever. And he somehow gets the England job. Uh, and they're just <laughs> losing and losing. And he tries different formations and they're not working. So he finally gets to this press conference for, I think it's the semifinals. Um, and he just doesn't give a shit anymore. So they're like, Asking him all these questions, and he just goes, "Oh, and England will play four, four, fucking two. Thank you." <laughs> Walks away. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I gotta watch that. Um, all right. So before we do a damn thing, make sure you guys smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on SoundCloud and Spotify. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find Max Wrestling. And for all your extracurricular Max Wrestling needs, head over to MaxWrestlingNet.Weebly.com. Right, do it, do it right now. But let's retalk that, or let's do some recapping so we can talk that smack. It's time for Cap to go down that alleyway for the Friday night three way. Ooh, down that alleyway where PCO is just yelling, bully. And honestly, it's just a solo experience this week. I'm only going to recap Impact because um, we're going to be talking WWE in like a whole package, and then we got a whole package of AEW. So uh, Impact yeah. had Emergence this weekend, uh, Sunday, I think it was. Um, so it's just match, match, match. Here we go. Eric Young defeated Dina in a no-DQ match. Good for him. Uh, Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich defeated the Shantaraj, the Death Dolls, and Jody threatened Kylin King to retain the Knockouts Tag Team titles. Kenny King uh, defended the digital media title against Johnny Swinger. Foregone conclusion. Um, (laughs) Points for me in the Fantasy League. The Rascals defeated Subculture to win the Impact Tag Team titles. Good for Wentz on his comeback. Um, Eddie Edwards defeated Kazarian in a back-to-school match. I I haven't watched Emergence, so I don't know what the hell that is. Um, I think it was literally just like old-school wrestling. Sure, let's go with that. Because uh, they both came up through the old school training facilities. So I think it was something like that. But um, Sonata, IWGB heavyweight champion, made his appearance, defeating Jake something, obviously. <laughs> Somebody give him a, a big opponent next next please. time he's in a different company, please. No disrespect to Jake, but uh, this is the IWGP heavyweight champion we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, despite another run-in from PCO chasing Bully Ray, the Bully Club, I'm still calling him that, and I'm trademarking it and everything, um, defeated Time Machine and Josh Alexander. Jordan Grace's return to Impact is confirmed for Victory Road. 
Trinity retained the knockout championship against Deanna Perazzo in the main event. But uh, at the end of the show, we got a video package confirming that Will Ospreay will be making an appearance at Bound for Glory. Fucking that boy's impact. getting around. Fucking impact. What are you doing, bud? You're, you're trying to be competition, are we? We're trying to be competition, they, they said. They're bringing in Osprey. They're apparently upgrading their production. Um, oh, yeah. They're taking a couple weeks whatever. off for taping to upgrade some production. So, I mean, hey, somebody's doing some funding. Yeah. It's, I mean, does Smashing Pumpkins get a new deal or something? What's going on? Like, what's, what's happening? Oh, he, they're going on tour. Corgan now. But, um, Somebody messaged on a uh, mentioned on a thread the other day. Actually, how how are Impact still making money? Some I'm not being a dick. Somebody please explain it to me. <laughs> but I, I was know. like, well, uh, Skyway Studios is very cheap, very small, and they they just stay there. They don't tour, um, and they pre-tape a bunch of episodes. Um, the crowd is always packed, so mm-hmm. they're making enough. All they need is a decent TV deal. I was going to say, to simplify it, they're doing the old NXT. Yeah, plus they got a lot of Impact um, subscribers. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got you can't forget that part. Yeah, the diehard Impact fan base is hardcore. It, it, fuck yeah, it is. Much more hardcore than that tag team match on SmackDown, which, uh, <laughs> which we're going to talk about in a sec, because uh, in a change to our regular programming, I'm going to skip SmackDown and Raw results in depth to um, talk about mostly Bray Wyatt tributes um because it was announced um we only found out after the show last week so we've had like a week worth of this um, yeah you're telling me dude it's felt like a month it's uh smackdown like we heard was going to be pretty much a tribute show and for most part it was but they also threw in some terry funk too um which yeah, is nice apart like i said from the tag team match they kept they kept, they even kept saying the buzzword. It's a Terry Funk hardcore match, and it was the no. least fucking hardcore match I've ever seen in my life. No, ter- Terry Funk was a fucking madman. He was a he was also known as Chainsaw Charlie. If anybody remembers that yep. crazy fucker, God rest <laughs> his soul. But I mean, like, your WWE's idea of a light hardcore match, and then fucking putting the name Terry Funk in front of it. Is like saying 100% beef and then going to Taco Bell. I mean, it wasn't even hardcore. Like they've done more extreme matches than that in <laughs> in PG times. Uh, I understand it's PG, but don't bill it as something you can't fulfill. Dude, he used to use barbed wire on a regular. Yeah, I mean, I would have been okay if they'd have used chairs, ladders, yeah. kendo yeah. sticks, but there was nothing. It was a straight tornado tag match, and then they had one table spot. To close the match. That's not a fucking hardcore match. That's definitely not a Terry Funk hardcore match. Are you kidding me? That's Terry Funk coming to the ring. Somebody going through a table. Yeah. Fucking hell. The dumpster match was more hardcore than that. Dude. The dumpster match is classic. Classic. Fucking classic. Scary as shit. Also classic. Yeah. Um, Obviously we had the 10 bell salute for both of them at the top of SmackDown. But. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest tribute, like clear tribute to Bray came from LA Knight. Um, oh, yeah. Which was an interesting choice because obviously he was his last rival. Um, and I think that was like the least scripted promo we've seen from LA Knight. He just, it was pretty much on the fly. 
it was on the fly, and for, for, for it being on the fly, it it came from the heart, and you could tell. And it was like one of those. This kind of actually adds to his promo, like you know, um, uh, vernacular or whatever, whatever fucking dumb word you want to use. It adds to him. It it it, it builds to onto him. Like okay, we we he's he's able to not only get serious, but like talk from the heart for real. He doesn't have to play up the L.A. night and the yeah and the whole everything. He's just talking, and he had a grasp on the people. He had a grasp on the internet too for a fucking couple of days. So it's it, it, it's working, and just the overall, just the overall response, the overall response. I guess like how you said, we we found out late. We had a week to process this thing, and within that week to process it, this thing, and I and I'm gonna use the, these words, and it, unfortunately, with somebody passing, these probably aren't the words to choose. It fucking blew up. Okay, yeah. it fucking blew up. It, it uh, Bleacher Report was reporting it. It went on ESPN. It went all over. It was on local news for a lot of people. Apparently, like it was a big thing. It got so big it got into the sports world. Apparently, there was uh, there was times during baseball games at night where you would see people with just their uh, just their cameras on. Arsenal, fuck Arsenal, but Arsenal for crying out loud, a bunch of their fans. Uh, when it got dark, same thing with them. They did a cool little firefly thing. All, if you paid attention, every single time it got dark in Wembley, fireflies. Yeah. No matter who came out, no matter what happened, fireflies. And then there was the the there was tributes on SmackDown. There were tributes on Raw. The rocking chair being out. Eric Rowan came out. Um, even Braun was there, looking all weird with his fucking old man. I'm half bald. I don't know what is up with his hair, but don't ever do that again. But it was just, it's its super touching. And then you, it, fucking social media, dude. I, the amount of people, and, 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 and again, and I understand this, but anybody understands too, in a working environment, you're not friends with everybody in that working environment. How many people <clears throat> he's touched, he's worked with, whatever, blew me away. Just blew me away. The fact that, like, that picture with him and Alexa, like. Oh, yeah. Dude, that pulled at my heart, and I'm like, and I wasn't even the biggest Bray fan. You know what I mean? Like that, even like my wife was like, "What do you mean he died?" And I was like, "Dude, COVID's a bitch." And she's like, "What?" I said, "That's I, I'm blaming all this stuff on COVID because nobody had heart issues until COVID, and then Bray had gotten COVID, and fuck, I mean, look at um, look at uh, goddamn John Huber, yeah." You mean same thing? He he went down from a heart issue because of complications of COVID, and it's just it's. This, I think that's what makes it all that much more tragic. You know what I mean? Regardless, losing him period is tragic as all hell, but it's just it's. Huh. But to think in the positive manner, you know what I mean? Yes, we we can reflect and 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 talk about how everybody um, praised and appreciated him, showed paid their own respects. He's in a better place now. Yeah, we know that he was battling mentally something fierce, like just, just something on on, on another level other than a. He was just up here, okay. I'm sorry. It's it, it's he was battling something bad, and it, and I felt like it affected his character, and then I felt like they didn't give a shit about him at the same time, and now now none of that matters. Now he can just he can go he can go hang out with Brody. They can be, you know what I mean? They can be the, the tag team champions of heaven. 
even though they were a cult leader and a cult following person. But it, it is what it is. I will let you in. Hey, come on in anyway. But uh, the biggest burden of being a wrestling fan is every, it's all too often we lose somebody. Um, yeah. A lot of wrestlers die kind of young. Um, but every once in a while, one hits us really, really hard. So, like, Bray, I think, is up there with, like, Eddie, Owen, and obviously Luke Harper, uh, oh, Brody. Sure. Um, not not to say that it's sadder than others, but it's just one of the most shocking ones because it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, that's that um, was exactly it. It was we kept clamoring for when's Bray coming back? When's Bray coming back? I wonder when they're gonna make a Bray thing. Bray, 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 and then it, he's what? And it just blindsided. And then the guy wasn't even forty. No, I mean, the, all of the ones I just mentioned, I think they were all under 40. Eddie was 30-something, yeah. I think. Owen was 30-something. Uh, Brody was late 30s. Yeah. It's terrible. It's fucking terrible. Um, I'm kind of glad also that the news broke from Triple H that it didn't get leaked from Dirt mm-hmm. Sheets or anything like that. It came direct from uh, Papa H. Mm-hmm. Good move. Solid move. I appreciate um, Papa H for that. I, I appreciate this not turning into a a media frenzy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, which we've seen from AEW this week. Jesus Christ on a bike. But we'll oh, get to AEW after. <laughs> I'm about to um, say, I was like, I was like, yeah, the fuck, don't trust me. There's a whole gimmick in its own stuff over there, boy. Uh, Raw wasn't so much of a tribute show, but there were still tributes there. Um, I'm not sure if they posted them, but I did see a video on YouTube of, like, superstars paying tribute to Bray. That they may have shown them throughout Raw. Uh, again, I haven't had time to watch Raw, but I've I seen some I want to say there was, another, there was another one of those, like, you know, like, uh, you know, graphics or whatever, and then they did the, the rocking chair. So they're, they're going to yeah. play it up for a little bit. You know, I don't think they're going to turn around and make like a tournament out of his name or anything, but. No, nah, I, I think we, say, got, we got enough of those tournaments. Right. I do say you got to bring his brother back at some I'll point. Do it. Right? Like, come on. Just man. have like, Uncle Howdy come out, unmask, and hey, it's Bo. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know what I mean? Thanks for giving a shit about my brother. And then make him a, but, you know, make a character. And we, we gave a shit about you, too. You just took, took too damn long revealing it. Um, <laughs> oh, man, they, they could have been so good working together as a tag team. The what uh, ifs, bro. The what ifs. I really hope that that's what they were planning when he was coming back. I mean, uh, wishful thinking, you know what I mean? But I was, you know, all signs pointed to that, you know, uh, was it the, the Fiend and Uncle Howdy? Like, it would have worked great, you know? it Build that whole little faction, you know, bring Alexa back in, the whole whatever. But it is what it is, and now all we can do is just fantasy book it in our dreams. Yeah. Um... And on Raw, Becky defeated Zoe Stark again. I know this feud gets dragged the fuck out, but like at the end, um, Becky was had this Bray Wyatt armband and she was crying. Um, Dude, everybody was crying. Oh, yeah, I'm, not, was I'm crying. not sure if I missed anything else, like tribute wise, but I know there's like a compilation on YouTube right now. Yeah, there was a handful of them, but none of them hit like Becky's did. It, it was just Becky. It was another one of those sit down and speak from the heart. She got the yeah. mic. She got. She literally. I want to say like sat in the crowd or got into the crowd. Pretty much one of the two, and just talked about Bray and just you know. It's 
it's heartbreaking. You know what I mean? It's a heartbreaking thing to be in this business and, you know what I mean, to, to, to get so close to people like this. And then especially, you know, that, we, we as fans, you know, we're mourning and we're doing all we can to celebrate. We're making podcasts out of it. We're doing the Firefly stuff. We're making posts. Blah, 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 blah. These guys had to work with them. These people had to basically be his second family. They were around him more than his kids was. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it's all these emotions, like, that's... It just, I, it hits a little bit different knowing that that's the level they were on with each other. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. we're mourning. They're fuck, like, psh, they're really mourning. It, it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say like, if we're done, we need to move on. But like, no, yeah. Time to, time one last. The, uh, the one that really hit was Seth. The video he posted on social media where he just could not find, literally could not find the words. He just couldn't speak for half of it. And you could like see him searching for something to say. That's um, the that's the worst, yet also like the best because it we 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 get it. We understand genuine. it. Exactly. It's genuine. Um, all right, we're gonna get into AEW in just a little bit. Um, we were gonna do the first round of the blind tag team tournament this week. Um but I think we realized we we kind of rushed it out a little bit because summer mode for Max Wrestling is just special, special, special. And we don't stop and take a breather. So we've just been banging out stuff. You're telling um, me. <laughs> so the tournament has been held off for a week or so. Um, and we're also going to try and get some pre-recording done with uh, some of the newer participants when it's uh, a better time for them. Because obviously, you know what, it's stupid o'clock. Across the yeah, pond say, when we record we've been this doing show, the stup- we've been doing the stupid o'clock for fuck a year plus now, so we're we're pretty used to it. It's not easy for any newcomers to come on. I mean, again, if you got to think about it, for us, um, these these folks were over on the east uh, on the east coast here in the U.S. at seven a.m. That's mm. seven a.m. Most people are getting up, getting their kids ready for school, let alone getting a, doing a podcast first thing in the morning. It's four thirty for me over here, or almost five in the morning. Here, uh, SoCal, but uh, but no, it's 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 early. You know what I mean? So we understand. Um, but within that being said, yeah, we are going to work on getting their stuff, you know, handled, pre-recorded, getting taken care of, so we can get this blind tag team tournament up and going. Um, I mean, we have considered other time slots before, but like Wednesday is the best. No, not Wednesday. Thursday is the best day to do it because we're fresh from Dynamite. Um, we can't do it on Friday because SmackDown's that night. Can't do it Saturday or Sunday because you might have a pay per view. Can't do it Monday because we got Raw. Uh, Tuesday we got NXT plus Dynamite the next night. So then you got to wait a week. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those for, things where we're always playing catch up. Yeah, so Thursday is like the, the the best choice we can come up with. Um, and that means we have to do it early so that we can get it out Thursday night. So. Though, that's the thing with wrestling. It's fucking every night of the week. At this point, we, yeah, uh, it, it's gotten that bad. The only show we sacrifice really is Impact, because that's on tonight, but we're going to talk about that next week. So, anyway, yep. uh, the Tag Team Trivia Tournament is still coming, but you're just going to have to wait a little bit longer. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, though, promo series is coming up, and last week at All for One, Mike Larkin issued an open challenge for a promo exhibition. Well, it has been answered. Uh-oh. Uh, Mike, it's not me. Not me. <laughs> Here you- I 
which took me a little bit of time, but I have realized that I've had a challenge set me at promo series by a certain Michael Larkin. <clears throat> now, I'm not one to back away from a challenge at all. So, Mr. Larkin, I accept your challenge at promo series and you are going to be terminated. Alright, so Beer will face Mike Larkin at promo series in the uh, promo exhibition first time ever. Beer has been polishing off his promo chops this past year, so now he's going up against a veteran on the mic with Mike. Mm -hmm. But uh, before we go any further, let's take a look at the past with this week in wrestling history. Ow. a fair amount to get into for this week in wrestling history and we start off with august 27 1990 and if you guessed that we were going to bust out another edition of multiple summer slams well you'd be correct SummerSlam 1990 from philadelphia looked just as bad as you thought it did and boy howdy am i just being nice not one not two but three negatively rated matches for this one but the match of the night went for a two out of three falls match between the heart foundation and demolition for the wwf world tag team titles and it was the Hart Foundation that walked away with the gold. The main event, well, that was just as hot as the rest of the show. Ultimate Warrior versus Rick Rude in a steel cage match for the world title. Later on in this year, Rick Rude would eventually leave the company. Also August 27th, but this one in the year 2000. And yeah, it's another SummerSlam. This one is probably the last one. I promise. I think I do. At least this was a good show. An intergendered tag team match for the Intercontinental Champion. Winner becomes champ. China and Eddie versus Trish and Val Venus. Shane McMahon lost the hardcore title to Steve Blackman. And oh yeah, this was the pay-per-view we saw Shane McMahon take the absolute leap of death off the Titantron. Jericho and Benoit, that, or that guy we're not supposed to talk about, put on a banger in a two out of three falls match. And then there was a great triple threat TLC match, the Dudleys versus Edge and Christian versus the Hardys, and it was Edge and Christian that came out the winners. The main event was another triple threat match, this one for the world title, Rock, Hunter, Angle. Let's just say some sledgehammer antics is what uh, costs Hunter the match, and The Rock retains. August 28, 1994, WCW's Class of Champions 28. Ricky Steamboat defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wait a minute, just regular Steve Austin for the WCW US title. However, Steamboat would suffer a career-ending back injury during this match. Antonio Noki, the legendary Antonio Noki, came all the way down to Iowa just to beat Lord Steven Regal. And the main event saw Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan, because of course it did. And Flair won by countout and was not able to take home the title because of that. Also, August 28th, 2016, Triple A's Triple Mania saw a lot of Lucha Underground stars. Johnny Mundo defeated Pentagon Jr. for the Triple A Latin American Championship. Dragon Azteca Jr. teamed with Prince Puma and Rey Mysterio Jr. to take on Marty the Moth Martinez, Mil Huertes, and the Monster Matanza Cueto. The main event saw a hair versus mass match, two out of three falls, Psycho Clown versus Pagano, and it was Pagano who lost his hair as Psycho Clown picked up the W. So you remember when I kind of said I promised that this was the last SummerSlam? I lied. 
August 29th, 1994. Another SummerSlam. Everybody get excited. This one was headlined by a five-star steel cage match between brothers. It was Owen. It was Brett for the world title. It's a banger, and you need to go check it out. Razor beat Diesel to claim the Intercontinental Championship in the main event. Well, weird stuff in the 90s. Taker versus Fake Taker, and yeah, it was a negative rating. And finally, just a little homage to Terry Funk. August 31st, 1983, at the Terry Funk retirement show held by All Japan Pro Wrestling. Terry Funk teamed with Dory Funk to defeat the team of Terry Gordy and Stan Henson's. That's three more Summer Slams in the book, and hopefully that's the last one for a long time. Now, let's send it back to the boys. Let's make it short, sweet, to the point. I am your current reigning Max Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion. I am the guy every person should be worried about whether you are MDO or not. He's already proven twice that he can't be trusted. He used Chris to screw me over. He's not my El Jefe anymore. <laughs> You're making my decision for me. I'm coming at the Chris and then I'm going at the El Jefe. So heed my warning. The MDO stronger than ever. Sure about that? Cool. Moses Marquez, do you not understand what you have done? But here at Max, you gotta earn the belts. And let's just say that maybe, just maybe, we'll use this as a representation of my world championship. You don't woke up something that even you can't handle. It's not too late, baby. You're still MDO. I'm gonna run through you like an enema, baby. Everybody is gonna hit the floor. Cause I wanna see you at promo series. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. Once again, drop us a like, a sub, a follow, do it all, and go to maxrossinet.weebly.com. Damn right. Still to come this week, we got Geek of the Week, MVP of the Week, and Extra Time. Hmm. Even though I don't think we got anything extra to talk about this week, but uh, we're going to go all in and all out in just a sec. So, um, all, all in was this past Saturday, Wembley. Hell of a show, hell of a crowd. Um, hell of a crowd I don't is think an understatement. Anything on the show disappointed. The only disappointing thing happened behind the scenes. Oh, um, God. But at the same time, there are many, many conflicting reports. The, uh, the altercation between Punk and Joe has already been debunked. Uh, mm-hmm. And the one with Miro. Yeah, I kind of figured that one didn't happen at all. <laughs> I know Punk's a hothead, but are you really going to step up to a guy like Miro? I mean, allegedly, he's going around telling everybody, you know I can kick your ass because I was a UFC fighter, right? And I mean, like, first off, I can absolutely see him, like, say that to some jerk off in the street. I don't think he's saying that to anybody in the back. And I mean, no. yeah, he's a dickhead. Yes, he's a dickhead, but come on. I don't also don't think he's 16 fucking years old. Like, cause that's something a fucking 16 year old would say. <laughs> you know, I fought the UFC, man. Like, and where's fucking yeah. Jake Hager at? Like, um, and, and as far as the, the one that we do know happened 
goes. We just don't know how. Um, if if it hadn't already happened once, I don't think it would be that big of a deal. But because it's happened the second time now, obviously everybody's out for Punk's head. But at the same time, I got to say, this was Perry's fault. So, I, cause, so let, let's, let's bring it into the full circle for the people. Um, I'll give you the Uncle Dave side. Maybe it's the bias side. Maybe it's the non-bias side, <laughs> what have you. But this was the report uh, that was copied by a bunch and then eventually whatever. So apparently, as we all know, I want to say uh, two, three weeks ago, about a month ago even, there started to be this animosity where Punk was becoming the boss. He was the he was the shift leader to, you know what I mean, at, at the at the local MACDs, you know what I mean? He was that, that guy overstepping his boundaries, as we love to say. And he's kicking out fucking leads. He's kicking out administration. Do you know what I mean? He's kicking out, you know, office people for fuck's sake. He's kicking out whoever he wants. And then he is um, determining whether that's a good idea or not. And apparently um, there was an idea for jungle boy to use glass in a scenario to help push a storyline. And it was approved and then vetoed by punk. And, then that kind of was like, you know, maybe it's like a locker room leader thing. Maybe he's looking out for the young talent. Let's not, let's not jump to conclusions. And we all, I think we all kind of swept it underneath the rug. Well, yeah, I mean, if somebody tells me not to use real glass, I'm probably going to listen to him. Like, you know what? Maybe this motherfucker's right. Like, I don't like the idea. I really want to use it. You know what I mean? But I also, I'm not punk. You know what I mean? And then being a Jack Perry, maybe that was his way of thinking. We don't know. But it goes on and it stems on for a couple of more weeks. And then there's more issues with Punk kicking out other talent from fucking Collision. And it's like, wait a minute. So this guy is literally, he's officially that shift manager that's doing too much. Now, come the pay-per-view, Jungle Boy Jack Perry has a spot on a limo. Probably fake glass. More than likely fake glass. But of course, to be a dick, he's all, that's real glass, cry me a river. Into the camera. The spot, right? Dead faced into the camera. Not like on the side, not yelling it real quiet, not look, dead ass into the camera. They do the spot, they finish the match, and apparently as Jungle Boy is going in the back, him and fucking Punk have a stare down. They do the old shoulder bump. Punk goes to do his match. He comes in looking for Punk or looking for Jack Perry. They separate the two, and within 10 minutes, they're both out of the building. That's the Uncle Dave side. I've also heard that there was a butt ton more words and then they were removed. I was, uh, there was one report coming out that they were close to going to blows and then they were removed. Um, and then, of course, this all spins to, uh, and this is something that the TSK kind of covered real fast um, on an episode that we'll be dropping Apparently, this went into Tony Khan's office where Punk said, I quit. And now that's we don't know what's going on. Is he being the fucking nine year old that doesn't want to play soccer or football anymore? I don't want to go to practice. I quit. Is that what's going on? Well, we heard he quit last time and obviously he didn't. Well, he took his ball and tried to go home and Tony Khan reminded him, I pay for your ball. So, and that's what kind of happened. And it was like, oh shit, you're fucking right. Yeah, no shit. 
And so now that's kind of where we're at again. And so I was blunt with the TSK, and I and I want to I want to be blunt with you. You said it's Jungle Boy's fault, and one of the good points that Rob brought up in this whole thing was, are they or are they not adults? Like, yeah. How are, how are we acting like this, and we're all supposedly adults? They are, but Jack's still pretty young. That's that's. No, and that was the other thing too. We made that excuse. <laughs> There's only one jerk off that can act that naive, and it's Nick Wayne. That's it. He's he's fucking 19, 18, 19 years old. He's the only one with a fucking excuse. Him and negative one. Him and negative yeah. one are the only two with an excuse. But like like you said, um, Jack's the one that said shit into the camera. Um, so like, no matter who threw the first punch, because we've heard Punk started it, we've yeah. heard Jack started it. No matter who threw the first punch. It wouldn't have happened if Jack Perry hadn't shot his mouth off into the camera. He stirred the pot knowing that it was going to boil over. Yeah, knowing that Punk's a hothead, too. Mm-hmm. But the thing that got me right away was the, the the very first report that came out said it happened right by the curtain, right before Punk came out. And I was like, but there, there was like 10 minutes between the matches because mm-hmm. Jack and um, Hook was on last on Zero Hour. Then they talked for a little bit. Then there was the show opening, and then the, the match. Joe came out, so there was like a good ten minutes. So why was Jack Perry still by the curtain anyway? That's a great question. Or and that's my and now that makes me think: Did they were were they fucking chomping that? Were they chopping at each other the entire time? And you guys didn't do shit. And then fucking ten minutes later, oh crap, they're gonna beat the shit out of each other. Like I mean, we also heard Joe broke it up, so it, obviously he was still backstage too. Okay, so then, yeah, it, it, this, one of these fun things where things are getting spun a hundred thousand different ways. I think yeah. this is more like what I'm guesstimating at this point is they had words. The words got too much. Somebody saw Joe get in the middle of them and somebody hit the fucking panic button. I mean, if anybody's going to break up a fight, it's Joe. I, look, I'm not getting in the middle of Sweet Tooth. You understand? <laughs> uh, I just wish somebody in the situation would clarify because obviously Miro said one report was bullshit, but then he's obviously still friendly with punk. So like, I'd love to know Miro's take on it or his yeah. perspective. For real. Like, he seems to be like happened. down the middle here. He really does, which is, which is fine. Like, give me, let me know what somebody let us know what really happened that. And if not that, then Tony Khan needs to release this fucking dump. He needs to boss up, release a statement saying an incident went down during this all-in pay-per-view, blah, 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 due to the circumstances that how it happened, you know, this person and this person are suspended, for, you know, for this amount of time, you know, and blah, 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 blah. It's time to boss up and put out a presser. You know what I mean? Do something to say that I'm the fucking boss around here. Trying to yeah. act like the fucking boss around here. Uh, another thing that I think people are overlooking. Um, right after Punk and Joe was the Elite match. Elite. So at some point backstage, Punk and Kenny and the Bucks must have crossed paths. Not the Bucks. Um, oh, Hangster. Which is yeah. even worse. Yeah. And if they didn't have an issue. She, even yeah, though we've heard true. they can't be in the same building for like a year. I mean, that and yet they're in back-to-back matches, and there's yeah, no issues between them. 
you're gonna you can't tell me that these guys weren't in gorilla for a, a good 10 5 5 10 minutes at the same time as each other and if he's getting and the punk's getting heated at fucking the young kid and he's already has beef with fucking kenny and hangster for no goddamn good reason other than the fact that they are who they are oh yeah i'm i'm sure his fucking blood is boiling beyond the point i'm sure it escalated the situation so i mean that's that's another one of those things this is he is, and we pointed this out in that thing, he is a toxic cancer. He is, he is the, the reason why all this animosity is happening. I don't remember any fights happening. I don't remember any backstage issues. I don't remember anybody going to blow. I don't, I don't remember anything, anything until Senor Phil showed up. Wow, well, I mean, other than Rosa and Britt Baker. The one incident. <laughs> the one incident where fucking homegirl went into biz for herself because she wanted to prove how goddamn tough she was, which is fully understandable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I guess in a way, that's their own yeah. beef, that's their own shit. But it's not a point where they're they're taking away from the hit. Like because this is the second time that AEW garnered a, a, a headline up here, and then the Punk one is like right fucking like you know what I mean like. Yeah, closing the, the gap ski. This is the thing, though. Like I've said before, punk, punk's no saint. We all know this. Um, but I do think other people sometimes need to take a little of the responsibility, like Jack Perry, maybe Hangman, because he did go off script and everything. Probably didn't know he was going to set Phil off, but still. Um, still take responsibility for your own actions. Yeah. At the end of the day. And if you all know punks are hard stop winding him up. And if it's and if it's that big of a deal, then get rid of him. That's where I'm at at this point. If if it's if you can't handle the Kevin Nash ego, because that's where it is at this point, I'll be honest about it, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If you can't handle him, get rid of him. Um. So what what time was the show for you? Oh um, God. Uh, the pre-show started at nine in the morning. Main show at ten in the morning. I need this all the time. This was yeah. fucking glorious. I, I really enjoyed having a, a 6 p.m. pay-per-view to watch. And, and like it, it finished. What, almost 11? Uh, I think it was 10. Yeah, it was 10. Yeah. 10 p.m. our time. So like, uh, my wife was just getting ready to go up to bed. She like, And she turned and looked at the monitor and went, oh, it's finished. I went, yeah, it's 10 p.m. It was a UK show. This is great. This is great. It's not I mean, three was, in the morning. The fucking boys in the TSK loved it. They were like, oh, dude, this is nice and refreshing. Like, Harold's all joking around. Like, I got a coffee instead of a beer right now. I'm like, ah, oh, blasphemy. <laughs> but, I mean, it was it was nice. It was you nice. You know what? It, were, it was the perfect time for me because I could have had coffee or a beer. Hey, perfect. Uh, I think I was just drinking um, Monster, to be honest. But there we go. I, I had the option. It was that perfect time of day. Um, so we're getting Wembley again next year and yes. boy, me and me and beer are already saving. We're going to be there next year, no matter what. Hell yeah. Uh, I don't know about Chad and Phoenix, but hopefully they're going to come too. I, again, the whole max crew would be out there. Be, uh, being out there would be fucking great. I trust me. I, I, I die. I would die to be in y'all spot. Flying the Tottenham flag. Hey, I, that's fine <laughs> with me. I'll wear it. I don't give a shit if I get booed the whole, whatever. Let's fucking rock and roll, baby. I mean, I'm in for it all. Now, there's bound to be some Tottenham fans in Wembley. I mean, it's London. That's true. But then again, I also hear motherfuckers like to pick fights because of their teams. So let's go. I'm ready to fight. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
uh, hooligan culture is uh, is real. Oh, I've heard. I have heard. Um, so I think being more awake meant I enjoyed this show more too. Um, Fuck yeah, dude! All the matches were great. I don't think there there, was, there wasn't a single result that pissed anybody off. And I'm like, this is what it feels like to have a nice pay per view. Not now. I'm gonna. I don't want to have to. This it's, it's isn't a negative. Um, not pissed me off, but kind of just like came out of nowhere and made me like think like, what the fuck? Was, and that was just the, the opener, the Punk Joe match. I just The Pepsi Plunge for me and a bunch of the oh, TSK yeah, that was a... came way the fuck out of nowhere. It looked like dog shit. There was no way we thought that was the ending, and then it was. It, it was a lame finish for sure, but I, I mean, we all knew Punk was going to win. Yeah, I was pretty in, yeah. I don't um, know, fucking uh, goddamn Kyle, one of the guys in the TSK, Kyle, it had got it in a bunch of our heads that Oh, well, maybe they'll just use the real world championship as the collision world title. I'm like, no, that's dumb. I'm like, it's, and then as you guys pointed out beautifully, it's a fake belt. And I'm like, you know what? That's, I'm just going to use that argument. It's a fucking fake belt, bud. I mean, it pretty much has been the collision world title. Yeah. Um, but they don't really need one because most of the people on collision appear on dynamite anyway. I was just gonna say, so you want a, you want a world title on Collision? Move in, have MJF go work Collision. I mean, that had to be coming. I'm sure they must have been brewing up to MJF and Punk at some point. I'm not sure if we're gonna get it now or if we're gonna have to wait another fucking year for it. Oh God, no, 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 no. Yeah, what? Punk's just gonna keep getting suspended just so he can break Roman record, uh, Roman Reigns' record. Oh fuck no! <laughs> Thousand days, fuck this. Hell, fucking Joe's halfway there with the fucking Ring of Honor TV title. I didn't know he was at 500-some <laughs> days. I'm like, how the fuck yeah. did he already have 500-some days? Because he had the TNC title, too, so he won that, lost it, while he was still I TV that's, champion. That's a great bad thing about being a double champ for two different promotions. You for fucking forget. Because I, I, I remember his TNT title run, but I was like, I don't remember. I, I vaguely remember that he had the two belts. In fairness, though, he is he's defending it almost every week on Ring of Honor. So, you know, yeah, dude, he's living up to the name just because he's not defending it on Dynamite and he's had it for 500 days doesn't mean he hasn't been busting his ass off with no, it. He's been but again for a dude that got told by WWE, hey, you're probably done working because you get hurt a lot. He's fucking working. Joe's been killing it in off. AW. <laughs> and, and then like you pointed out, he it, I really don't think there's an, a week of Ring of Honor that Joe doesn't have a match. No, it is promo almost every week. Same with uh, with Athena. Mm-hmm. She's defending her title almost every week. Perfect. Keep it going. So, if anybody is complaining about, like, Ring of Honor champions not defending on AEW, watch Ring of Honor, because they are defending the titles. I said, yeah, watch the show that they belong to. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're not defending the ROH title on AEW. No, they're defending it in ROH. Exactly. <laughs> Hello? It's, it's home turf, bud. Uh, tag team match was a banger. Um, oh, Jesus. Stadium Stampede, which was basically anarchy in the arena, was... That was Terry Funk fucking hardcore. That was... Yeah, because it was absolute, utter fucking chaos. Just... Utter mayhem for the first, like, ten minutes. Tad bit sloppy, a little on the crazy side, and then all of a sudden... Moxie pulls his fucking fork out of the back of his fucking pocket like he was just eating a fucking salad or something in the back. And he's just fucking swielding this motherfucker. And I'm like, you crazy fuck. 
You're this, a crazy fuck. This was after he got impaled with the skewers and Renee uh, was probably having a breakdown backstage. Oh, so I'm so glad that you brought that up. So I was like, I, I told my wife had literally like came up to me and started talking about something or another. I think there was a, a TikTok thing. We all know about John and how you know Dean Ambrose was. A, there was a sweet side of Dean Ambrose for a little bit. He was the he was the sweet boyfriend on the Total Divas or yeah. whatever the Total Bellows, whatever the fuck. And my wife's like, "Oh, you remember this?" And I was like, "Yes, watch this." And I fucking literally put my phone on, and it's the, right when the skewers are sticking out of his head, and she's like, "What the fuck happened to him?" I said, "This is who he is. This is this, who he's always been." That's who he was before Dean Ambrose. I was like, that's what I'm trying. That's what I've been trying to tell you. I was like, this is the real Dean Ambrose. This is this is John Moxie, the guy that's for real. Now, yeah, he's probably for sure. You know, he loves Renee. I'm gonna chase this punk down. Hey, don't you take her hat, you motherfucker, or whatever. You know, but in deep down, it's it's because like, yeah, I, if I'm not gonna kill you, instead, I'm gonna fucking you know impale myself. This is how I you know relieve my stress or fucking whatever the fuck. Well, and yeah, the he doesn't gun- drink anymore. The goddamn skin hanging from his fucking forehead, I damn near yet. I'm just, just fucking just wow. This guy's crazy. <laughs> Was it Beata asked us if Marx is bleeding yet? And we were, we were like five minutes into the match. And we're like, of course. Of course, yep. And no, I think it was Chad. <laughs> yeah. It was Chad. He was like, is Marx bleeding? Yeah. Obviously. He, he's, he was the first one to bleed. He came out bleeding, I think. I don't know. Probably. Oh, oh God. Just but Sandman 2.0. Fuck yeah, dude. Seriously. Um, what, a, what a comparison. Honestly, Zero Hour threw me off because I, like we did the predictions last week, I honestly was not expecting um, Adam Cole and MJF to win the titles. No. No, I mean, like, we kept talking about it, how uh, we felt like we need, they needed to build tension to the match. They needed to build tension towards their world title match. But even though there was nothing but tension as it is, and then they go and the fucking kangaroo kick. Ah. The fucking kangaroo kick I popped like a fucking 10-year-old who just saw fucking a jerk-off cosplay Spider-Man. I swear to God, I fucking went bananas. Um and now the question is, now what? They, 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 they didn't change the titles. They're still best friends. I'm, I'm, as my, we kept saying, this is what we wanted. We wanted this relationship to keep going. But now it's like. It was unexpected. We, weren't, yeah, we, were, do, we were ready for the breakup. We weren't ready for it, but we were prepared for it. There we go. Um, we prepped ourselves for it, and then it didn't happen. But we didn't no. prep ourselves to for what it would what would go happen if it just kept going. That was the perfect thing, though, because we were expecting a breakup. It didn't happen, but they kept kept pushing it and making it look like it was going to happen at some point because they were both cheating against each other. Yeah. Uh, the Eddie Guerrero spot was fucking genius. Utter. When genius. MJF just wrapped a chair around his head. <laughs> Shit, he was just like, yeah, yeah, wants this. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Just wait a fucking Uno reverse that ass. Uh, oh, yeah, man, I great. loved it. Loved the main events. Um, one of the happiest moments for me actually was Soraya um, having that home her. home country moment. Well, you could say hometown. It's not too far away from Norwich. But the fact that her whole family, was they came out to the ring with her. They played fucking queen. Mm-hmm. Um. I popped like a motherfucker when Soraya's mom got hit. 
Oh, dude. That, sold it like a sweet fuck, Sold it like a fuck. I mean, like a true legend of the fucking business. She sold the shit out of it. She did. Made you believe. If you didn't know who she was, and trust me, I mean, now granted, <laughs> you're in Wembley. Every motherfucker, all 81,000 plus motherfuckers knew exactly who that was. Even even my wife at first was like, isn't that serious, mom? I'm like, yep. I'm glad that you caught that. But it yeah, just. Tony better run. She sold it beautifully and just. You hit my man. Like the fucking the mean the mean kid came out in Soraya. She fucking bullied the dog crap out of Tony. Uh the fucking pop, dude. The fucking yeah. pop. For somebody who, and as we joke around all the time, for somebody who barely fucking wrestles, who's there just as a name, got a genuine, and I mean it when I say it, a genuine baby face pop for somebody who is the leader of a leader of a heel faction fuck dude just like that was excellent um the match was whatever but i mean the moment was what it was it was it was about the moment and that moment hit on all fucking cylinders um coda overheard everybody talking and calling him big fat coda every single person called him big fat coda and he said watch me change because jesus he's not g1 He's not G1, but I mean... Yeah, he's not chiseled, but he's in great shape. Shit, I couldn't get there <laughs> after fucking two years of training. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then, dude, Os- I'm at the point where Osprey's the greatest wrestling wrestler in the world at this, at this point. He, he's beaten the, the, great, the best four people I've ever heard of, being Kenny, Okada, Jericho, and Shingo. You know... I, I don't know like who's gonna. I don't know who's there to beat him. If there anybody to beat him, um, you know, there probably is somebody that's beat those four as well. But like, not what is it like six months? That he's beat the four of them. Yeah, in that time frame, that's crazy. The only other person that he's gonna that he I guess can play that up on is uh, Brian Deep Breedry, but he's still got a broke forearm. So I don't know when that'll happen. If that'll happen, it probably uh, won't happen until after Will signs with AEW. Because his contract yeah. ends in February. Yeah, maybe we can get it at Forbidden Door next year. We're not going to get it for the, the new AEW New Ooh. Japan show. Wrestle Dream is coming this year. Actually, uh, I, I had this thought process. I have it at the Wrestle Kingdom. He should be more than healthy by January. Yeah. You want a good one-off or a good final blow-off match for Will before he fi- before he finally leaves Japan after fucking what ten years or whatever? That's perfect. Yeah. But uh, Jericho also like pulled out everything um, to prove that he can still go because people have been doubting Jericho's match quality recently, but that was a banger. There was, was a, there was a couple a of moves that were a little. Dodgy, but for the most part, it was a banging match. Osprey is just in a different fucking league. I, I and I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some people some shit. And this is something that I don't know if anybody's talked about yet. It fucking rained in that arena. Okay, I don't want to hear shit about shit. Okay, as somebody who has got who's again dove dove real deep into footy. They don't close roofs. 
in the fucking in in the Premier League. Then rain unless it is fucking pouring rain like they did in Singapore to cancel the game. And trust me, they almost played in that fucking mud mud pool of a fucking pitch. They don't care if it rains. The fans don't give a shit if it rains. Whatever. They're used to it. It's fucking it's, it's second nature at this point. Honestly, you guys get so much fucking rain, it's not even funny. This past summer has been a joke. <laughs> it's been like, that we, much We rain. normally get an okay summer. It's not boiling hot, but we get a decent summer. This fucking summer has rained the whole season. We had, a, we had a heat bullshit. wave in May, and since then that's, it's just fucking rained. That's bullshit. That's <laughs> bullshit. But yeah, dude, it, it fucking rained. So, I mean, like, some slippage, some missteps, that was all going to fucking happen Leave it be. Just just leave it alone. But, I mean, this was top to bottom. One of the greatest. One, if not the. No, this was one of the greatest shows card-wise ever. It made history by its paid attendance. Yeah. Paid attendance. I love to keep saying paid. Because it's, that's the thing. And Uncle Dave will talk about it. And everybody, other, all the other Dirt Cheese guys will talk about it as well. WWE and other promotions have always influxed their number, have always upped their number as the total number. This is the total attendance number. That includes all of our staff, all the arena staff. That includes paramedics. That includes doctors. That includes fire, you know, everybody. everybody. The jerk-offs do in the parking lot. That includes them. They don't even come inside the (laughs) arena. The fucking, the, the... the secondhand security company that works that hired five more people. Oh, that plus whatever more they want to add. Oh, that yeah. those suites hold a hundred people. There's a hundred people per suite. The the back entrance to Manchester Arena is right above the train station. WWE could be like, hey, we got two hundred thousand people. Shut the exactly. fuck up. It holds like twenty. And so that that one bring, that actually brings me into this whole thing because I was already I was approached by a WWE diehard. And they were like, yeah, well, you know, um, Arlington Stadium got a 101. And I'm like, you do know that Arlington Stadium can barely hold 100,000 people for, like, a concert, right? And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, the way that the stage and everything is set up, they can barely hold 100,000 people with that setup. I said, and WWE has a bigger setup, had a way bigger setup than any concert. I said, so meeting that 100,000 was bullshit. Oh, no, I don't. No, I said, okay, fine. Look up the actual paid. No, 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 no. Shut the fuck up. I'm like, look up the actual paid attendance. That's what you need to go off of. Who paid for the ticket? Who's sitting in the stands? Not the 10,000 tickets they gave away that they gave to the fucking radio, local radio stations. They gave to the internet companies, you know, the insurance companies. I remember vividly getting uh, a pair of seats to a Raw and a SmackDown. Getting a car insurance quote. I swear to God, Daz. I swear to God. Man, so, the best I get is 50% off Domino's. Yeah, no, they're, they're, this was... I think they stopped doing this. <laughs> this was before the pandemic, though. But, I mean, it was it was good times. Made it easy to go to shows just for pretty much for free. But this was excellent show. More than likely pay-per-view of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I think there was two, if not three, five-star matches in this motherfucker. And you can call us marks if you want. Don't fucking argue. It was a fucking solid show. Super solid. Even the E-drones were saying that it was a good show. So stop it. 
You don't have to. We don't. We don't have to argue all the time. Okay. We can. We can be okay. We can just like wrestling together. I promise. Yeah, it's okay to like different companies. Chill out. Having said that, I will say All Out kind of feels like a B show. Um, I mean, oh, it's God, going to compared wrong. to All In, but like the match card isn't that it's astounding. It's a glorified dynamite. It is, yeah. Uh, and Tony's going to do the same thing next year with All In and All Out back to back. Personally, I think it's a mistake. Because uh, obviously you're building all the big matches for All In and then you've got the leftovers for All Out, which is literally just a week later. Um, yep. But anyway, we'll, we'll predict All, all Out. Um, so let's kick it off with Luchasaurus defending the TNT title against Darby Allen. I think this is real plain, cut, dry, and simple. Like, Luchasaurus has done fuck all, as we love to say, with that goddamn belt. Um, it's been Mark Cage. And Cage is, or Christian is, and Christian's lost twice already to Darby. So, time to give it to Darby. Yeah. Um, oh, we still didn't find out how many times Darby's won the title last week, did we? I want to no, I don't think we did. Is he a two or a free time? He I want to is... say he's already a two. Yeah, and so I don't think three. I don't think anybody's won it three times, have they? Cody. Oh yeah, Cody won it three times. Yeah. So yeah, they want to erase that record. I want to say he. Yeah, I want to say he's <laughs> the only one. Yeah, yeah. Time to put a new new face to that name. Yeah, you know I mean. Oh, what oh, happened shit. to that Cody fella? Wardlow is also a free time champion, but uh, oh, we gross. we've talked shit about his reigns plenty of times, and they were we all this year. Uh, and Sammy's a free time champion. Oh damn! Okay. Shows you how, how well we know our history. That probably includes the interim reign as well, though. More than likely. So. Yeah. You know what? Darby is also the longest reigning combined TNT champion with those two reigns. Well, there we go. I mean, and then on top of that, this this gives you another reason to keep using Darby Allen, keep having him in spotlight. The guy's over his shit. Everybody loves him. And then, of course, you got Joker Sting hanging out with him. So you can't say no to that. And and Sting, again, also busting his ass off last week. Cheat. 61 years old. This man was 61 years old. Busting, busting his ass. No selling chair shots. Going through fucking tables. Just. Yeah. You know what's nice? I since he's joined AEW, I haven't seen any even E drones say Sting needs to retire. No, because he's like, fucking great. Yeah, they joke about him being old and still wrestling, but none of them are criticizing his performances, which is great. Yeah, it's awesome. Reminds me of the uh, the the Ric Flair days when he showed up in WWF in like the two thousands. <laughs> you were just like, "Fuck, dude, you're still wrestling," and that was it. That was that was the extent of your argument. Like, oh, you're still fucking wrestling? Oh, okay. Hey, uh, Flair, Flair's got a cage. Flair's got a last man standing match with Triple H. Fucking what? You got a huh? Um, so, yeah, no, yeah, I'm going to go with Darby Allen too. Um, even though I'm, like I've said before, I think Christian and Luchasaurus, well, Christian mainly, is bringing so much prestige to this title and he's not even holding it. It's yeah. just, that's the running joke that he's holding it, but he's not the champion. Uh, yeah, and, and also funny. the, the, the Uber heel promos. Oh yeah, the, oh yeah. I heard your father's dead. Fucking asshole. But I love it. 
He's a, he's such a movie villain. I he love really him. is though. He's just he's you know he's gonna <laughs> say the stupid line, and you're like, just say it, just say it, and like you're just like, and half the crowd's like, fuck you, and then there's one crowd, up, oh, you said it. If nobody's made that Simpsons meme yet, I I'm shocked. Somebody must have made it. Hey, say the line. Your dad's dead. Yeah, he said the line. You know what? That one needs to be made. That it one must needs have been made to be made. Point. Uh, and you know what? Even if Darby wins the title, he can then feud with Christian, and Christian can maybe win it officially. You know what? That's not bad. I don't hate that. All right. Um, I think this was the first match announced for All Out, but Miro uh, versus Powerhouse Hobbs. There's nothing on the line. It's just two meat men slapping each other around. That's right. Slaps meat. Um, God damn. This is where the hard part comes in because I've been wanting a Powerhouse Hobbs push. Uh, but it, the last time I got one, it turned into a very mediocre TNT title reign. Um, and then Miro just came. Uh, no, no, he didn't just come back. He's been back for like four or five months and they've done fuck all. So. He's been on TV that, every week, though, at least. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but not like in the capacity we would prefer. Yeah. But with that being said, I would much rather a Miro push than another powerhouse hops push. So give yeah. me Miro and let's make this a good fucking, you know, let's make it worth our goddamn while. Yeah, I, I got to say Miro too. Um, Hobbs, he, he had his push as TNT champion. They didn't do shit with it. But like Miro is the redeemer and he needs redeeming. Yes, he fucking does. Uh... Chris Statlander defending the TBS title against Ruby Soho. Um, mm. Ruby's overdue some kind of title reign, especially the TBS, because she went after it originally. Mm-hmm. Chris hasn't had it that long, but she has been defending it um, yep. on Dynamite and Rampage. Mm-hmm. She's looked good, looking like a decent defending champion. But, but I think yeah. I predicted this one last week when I said Soraya's going to win the women's world title and then Ruby's going to win the TBS title and Tony's going to be left with nothing. Yep. And I think that's exactly where we're going right now. It's, this is not supposed to be a knock on Chris Statlander. It is supposed to be a push for Ruby Soho. So um, Statlander, sorry girl, I think she's going to end up uh, taking the L on this one. And then yeah, I think this is going to be Ruby with a belt, Soraya with a belt, Tony's going crazy. You guys aren't going with a script in my bride. And don't I love choose it, Renee. I fucking laugh so hard. She Stop. said, she said Wembley went tits up. Oh, yeah. She's like, it went tits up. Just fucking <laughs> angry. Oh, God. I love it. A psycho Tony Storm. Sign me up. Oh, uh, yeah. She's no, you know what? It. No, it's not psycho. She's going just as she's going to be just as crazy as Juice now. Yeah, she's gonna come out and fucking short and t- tights shorter than they should be, a tan darker than it should be, and crazy hair that made him look like a fucking lion. I wonder if he's been working on these promos with her. Oh, he has to have been. <laughs> come on, he has to have been. Was that crazy Fuck. enough? No, go crazier. Nope, crazier. Shout yeah, louder. Ima- imagine the Riddler and the Joker had a baby, and then now make them go crazy. <laughs> Even crazier. Exactly. Um, yeah, uh, gotta be, gotta be Ruby. Please. Um, I mean, no disrespect to Chris. 
No, she, and said, then, she again, said an okay run. Yeah, it, it again. It's not about that. It's about building a bigger story. That's all this is. That's all this is. Uh, Orange Cassidy again has been killing it as international champion. Um, Dude, what a fucking promo! What a yeah, fucking promo! Orange Cassidy spoke. Are you kidding me? And then the greatest, this is forever going to be the greatest line in all fucking professional wrestling history. Because I'm Zorn's Cassidy, and I don't have a catchphrase. I fucking <laughs> cheered like we just won the FA Cup. Fuck. I was like, this is just, tre- this is tremendous. This is not, tremendous. Not having a catchphrase is the best catchphrase. The guy that doesn't give a shit tries, and it works out awesomely. I can't believe people, mostly E-Drones, still talk shit about Orange Cassidy. He's been in contention for Wrestler of the Year this year. Easy. Easy. Fucking easy. But this this one is where it's fucking hard. Because, hell, we we, we know what we were afraid of. I'm going to be honest here. I was a tad afraid at first of having Orange as champ. But then to see where he's gone with it, I kind of oh. don't want it to go to anybody else. But then we're talking about John Moxley. We're not talking about any other jerk off in this business or any other jerk off in AEW. We're talking about John Moxley. And so that makes me want to lean right towards him. But again, after a promo like that, after a promo like that, do you, can you really do, can you really take the belt off of Orange Cassidy? And then if you do, then what? Then what? Does it, you know what I mean? Is it now yeah. time for he goes for the TNT title? Does he go looking at the Ring of Honor World title? You know, does he go towards Claudio, Claudio Castanoli? Does he go after Samoa Joe with the TNT the t- television title? You know, what 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 next for him? You know, Mox can be Mox, beat the fuck out of people, and it's not a big deal. What is yeah. Orange without the international title? That's the thing. If Moxley wins, what's next for both of them? Because I don't see anybody Mox needs to feud with for the title. Um, he's too busy with the BCC anyway. Yep. Um, Mox winning the title doesn't really do anything for him. But Orange Cassidy beating Mox and keeping his title after all the bangers he's had all year already is huge for him. Huge. I'm going going Cassidy. I'm about to say, I can't get off the bandwagon. I'm right there with you. I can't do it. It makes too much sense. Give him an even bigger fucking win. It's been Orange Cassidy against the world. And we've already said, oh, well, I hope he beats the world. Guess what? John Mox is a part of the world, baby. Scott Pilgrim plus, who, motherfucker? Plus joke time. Mox is probably going to be interim champion again next week. This is true. This <laughs> is true. Good God. He's going to at least be the interim, quote-unquote, real-world champion. <laughs> but yeah, um, BCC are just feuding with everybody. There's no reason to put a single title on Mox right now. Um, I'm going to hold off on that one. Because I think it's going to come a little bit later on in the show. Um, so Bullet Club Gold, the whole faction, all four of them this time, teaming up against FTR and the Young Bucks. Very weird. Very, um, very weird. It kind of makes sense. They obviously earned each other's respect last week. 
ain't kayfabe wise anyway. Well, I mean, they they had said I think it was uh, FTR had said they're like, well, you know, it was the heat of the moment, you know, or the Bucks had said it's the heat of the moment. No, I think it was Matt or whatever that said that whole thing it was the heat of the moment. Like that's why we didn't shake your hands. You know, it's mm-hmm. a great it's a great match. Da, 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 much respect. Blah 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 blah. And I'm hoping that just kind of spins it to another one. I'm I'm almost positive we're getting to the point where um, if uh, Juice and Jay don't win the belts, then it's going to be the Bucks. So I don't know. Hell, for all I know, they're going to do a fucking triple threat for the titles. That'd be fucking sick. But uh, in this one, I feel I just feel like the you know the Bang Bang Gang. They're just they're too. They have too much camaraderie. They're too uh, close together. They've, they're too much of a cohesive unit. You know what I mean? Yeah. As there is, a, as much as there's respect, there's probably still animosity between the Young Bucks and FTR. Yeah. I, I think there's definitely a title run in the future of Jay White and Juice. So. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, well, I don't really think we need another. Bucks FTR match anytime soon, but BCG obviously is the strongest group. And Agreed. It, I think Jay and Juice probably do need a win if they're going to go after the tag team title. So give me, give me the Bang Bang Gang. I'm right there with you. You gotta build towards the title stuff. You can't just give them title matches. You gotta build towards. Uh, all right, we got a couple more tag team matches, so let's go for the uh, TV title, which we just talked about. Joe is defending against Shane Taylor, Ooh, who, former television champion. Yeah, hasn't. I don't think he's been on AEW TV at all before last night, but he's been obviously Ring of Honor the whole, whole nine yards. Yeah, no, he he did a, a. We we've known that he's been Ring of Honor for a while. He was kind of barely on ring of honor television and then started showing up a little bit more as of late um he's picked up picked up some decent wins and now it's joe against taylor and i'm it makes me think that this is the guy you know what i mean like this it's it's a big dude it's gonna be hard it's gonna be somebody that's gonna um put joe to the strength test if you will and shane taylor is a guy who's carried the television division before this isn't something new you know, uh, maybe there's something better for Samoa Joe. Maybe there's, you know, uh, uh, a better title in mind. You know, maybe he joins the Darby Allen fray or whatever and goes after him again after he wins the TNT title something. Or maybe him and uh, maybe he goes after Orange for the uh, international. We don't know. Yeah, it's it's something else that can happen. I just I don't know why I'm I want to go Joe. But to me, it's Shane Taylor. And right now, there's nobody better to replace Joe as television champion, who's a Ring of Honor name and that whole fun stuff, than Shane Taylor. So, because of that, and Sweet Tooth's going to hear me and come at me with a giant fucking cleaver, I'm going (laughs) Shane Taylor. And like we've just been saying, Joe's been champion for over 500 days. He's done his time um, representing ROH. Big time. He's done. He's done it well. He's put. He's put their. He's put their. He's put a lot of respect on their name. Uh, he's put a lot more respect on his own name. I, I mean, Fuck Joe's man. always been widely respected, but like everybody in Wembley loved Joe. Dude, he was supposed to be the heel. <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to be the heel, and they fucking he bullied Joe's Punk into this you. match. It was so. It was just the fight. Fucking. I'm. Every pay per view ever, forever should be in the UK. 
forever. Just because, like, there's no better. I, fuck women. Fuck uh, Philly. Fuck Chicago. Fuck New York. Fuck LA. Even there's no better crowd right now than than the UK fans. And I know and and that is blunt. That is blunt honesty right there. Yeah, we just fucking love wrestling. Shit, you guys are just <laughs> delving into sports. Period. What do you mean? You know, I I think we just like being in crowds. Yelling and singing, and it's maybe drinking. Com- it's the camaraderie. Yeah, that's it. You don't know this motherfucker for shit, but guess what? Maybe we support the same team. You get your ass over here. That's all it is. Fucking all it is. Old men that have been fucking supporting the team for fucking eight hundred years. You know what I mean? Oh, Sonny, you came out to see the fucking boys play the whole whatever. Yeah, they fucking go bananas. You're making new friends every now, day. He'll let buy me you teach a this dirty song. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fuck a what now? <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, um, Lord. More tag team action. We got Eddie Kingston and Shibata teaming oh, up my God. to take on Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. Fuck what me. What a fucking team that I've never thought I ever wanted to see again. I have to see it forever now. Jesus. All four of these are going to beat the shit out of each other. This is going to hurt. This whole match is going to... Somebody's going to get spun, which is going to probably be Eddie. I'm going to get Everybody... hurt watching this match. Everybody's going to get chopped. And somebody's going to get kicked real fucking hard. Real fucking hard. Um, Dude, the fucking... The, the... The the pursuers of violence being the BCC, Claudio Castagnoli and Willie Yuta, they're they're I think they're officially have met their match when it comes down to it. We've seen the BCC just fucking run through everybody everybody. Yeah. They don't know a Shibata. And they don't know an Eddie Kingston fresh off a Jap a Japan excursion. So I think this is one of those ones where unless unless there's a Moxley interference, and yeah, I, I only say Moxley. There's nobody else. If there's a Moxley interference, it's got to be Shibata and Kingston, right? Yeah. Um, Eddie's got some momentum right now, too. Keep it going. Fuck yeah, he does. And then we're talking about Shibata. It's Shibata. Uh, yeah. You got the guy who will literally put his own life at risk just to beat you. And then fucking four years later, come back and say, I'm still wrestling, bitch. Uh, okay, last two matches. So we got Kenny versus Konosuke, Omega versus Sakeshita, finally. Oh, my goodness. We've been clamoring for this one. This is supposed to be the uh, the off-brand version of Kenny versus Kota, even though we've seen Kenny versus Takeshita in DDT way back in the day, way before the Bullet Club was even a thing. Yeah, nice recap on uh, Dynamite, too. Oh, yeah. For, uh, beautiful recap, even. I mean, it was it worked out. It's fucking just way to, like, fill the gaps. Like, great job. Um but it, we're, nobody's talking about Don. Yeah. Nobody's talking about that bald-headed fuck. And you know what? He's fucked Kenny over before. And he's helped to catch the win before. Is there going to... 
are we going to get Coda? Is Coda randomly going to show up in Chicago to help out? Because that's the only thing I can think of at this point. I, the only thing I can think of is, is unless Coda hits the ring with Kenny, I don't, I don't really see Kenny winning. And it's not because of a lack of momentum or anything thing fun like that. It's just because of strictly numbers. There's numbers. You know, uh, for, for all we know, Will Ospreay can come back. Goddamn Billy Boy could just come in and fuck up the whole everything. Well, I mean, Takesha's team did beat Kenny's team at All In. Yeah, with the roll-up. Uh, and this has been building for a good, couple of, a good few months now. Yeah. So, it may be predictable, but I'm going to go Kenny. It is Kenny. You're 100%. They did get a win at the big show. This is one-on-one. This is Kenny Omega. Kenny Bygod, as they say. Um, Kenny might even get his uh, revenge on Dawn in this match. That's true. I think we're matching this whole goddamn card because you persuade me. (laughs) <laughs> as much as the numbers work, this is, we're talking about Takeshita. We're not. If, if this was Will, it'd be a little different. We were talking about Takeshita. So yeah, g- give me Kenny. Um, man, I hate to say it, but it seems a little predictable for the last match that we have to predict uh, for the re- Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles. Better than you, baby. Um, actually, this also may be a spoiler. Sorry for anybody. Um, that hasn't seen the Rampage results tomorrow night. <laughs> They're defending against the Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Right. Uh, I forgot how they got to that conclusion. I think it was like a tournament, tag tournament, something or yeah. another. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> so, little to no build, just this random tournament. It's won by the Dark Order. And guess who needs a push? Hmm. The Dark Order. They need love. They need love. And guess what? And we just said it. We didn't expect this storyline between Adam Cole and MJF to go as long as we as it is. Right now is the start to, of the end. Yeah. You build it right now. You mm. crown Alex Reynolds and John Silver. They've been dying for a title. You give them a Ring of Honor title. You allow them to go to work in Ring of Honor and get more you know, attention on themselves. Because, again, they deserve it. And you figure out how soon you can end Adam Cole and MJF. And does that mean you do like a two out of three falls? Do you do an Iron Man match? You know, you obviously have to go one more time. And, but the question is when, where, how soon, blah, 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 blah. Maybe this is where we get the turn. We all thought it was going to be all in, but maybe it's all out. That's... Yeah, I mean, it, it's we we have to start it. It has to start somewhere. And whether it be caused by outside people that help influence it or whatever, it needs to happen now. Or maybe we got a couple more weeks because there's also Roddy Strong has entered the tournament uh, to find MJF's next challenger, too. Uh, that's true. I mean, okay, I can I can dig that a little bit. I mean, there we're, there are there are ways to spin it and can make it keep going and going and going and going. But then that's also the thing. When's the next pay per view? Yeah, I was just looking for that myself. I, I want to say like November. Um, 
Well, Wrestle Dream is in October, but I don't think that's going to be like main oh, no, storylines. No. Full Gear is November. Yeah. So yeah, we got to wait till November. Uh, it's not that far away. Yeah, you can drag this out a little bit longer if you really want to. Um, I'm almost positive we'll probably get a Ring of Honor pay-per-view before then, and that's where they can lose the belts. But I really like the Dark Order, and I want them to start to get a fucking push. Well, they're also on Ring of Honor almost every week, too, so it makes more sense for them to be the tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, before uh, that whole reason, I was still leaning towards the Dark Order. And with that now, so more, I'm even more leaning towards the Dark Order. Yeah. Don't get um, me wrong. I like the story. I do. But it's, you, you got to start fucking with it now. I think Wembley also was all about sending everybody home happy. So everything was feel good. Um, this is where you can get away with having a big betrayal shocking moment. Shocking. So yeah, give me Dark Order, and I don't want to get my hopes up again, but mm. maybe this is where the turn takes place. Maybe, just maybe. All right, that is all for All Out. Thank you for joining us last week for All for One. Our next special event is, of course, Promo Series 8's Chaos Theory. Coming on November 23rd and featuring our predictions for Survivor Series, but our own card is already taking shape. As you had during, the, as you heard during the break earlier, Beer has officially accepted Mike Larkin's open challenge, and they will go one on one for the first time ever in a promo exhibition. I take it this is TV rules. Uh, no rules, just exhibition. Let's go. Uh, Daniel Crimmins, your reigning and defending knowledge champion, will face the traditional winner stays on gauntlet, and. Breaking on Facebook group this past week, Ted P. De Niro has thrown his hat into Ooh. the ring. He will be the first challenger, and due to the tag team titles also being on the line and also being trivia, we're going to keep the gauntlet to just two challengers this year instead of three. And your second challenger for the second year going for the knowledge title will be your captain. Ooh, I like it. You pulled it out last year, and then we're doing it again, rounding around the circle. I like it. Well, speaking of tag team titles, DC and I will defend those lovely tag team titles against the winners of the Blind Tag Team Tournament and Duos Trivia. That's again, you know, we got to go through the tournament. We got to see how it goes. There's a lot of competitors. We'll see where it is. I mean, we, like I said, we, we, we post, but we're, we're pushing it back. We already know how beginner's luck works here on Max Wrestling, and we got a handful of beginners. So momentum could change, and for all you know, DC and I might have to be worried. Maybe. You never know. It's unpredictable when you put two people randomly together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, your main event, Corey, will look to finish the story. Cypher goes one-on-one -on -one with El Jefe for the Max World Championship. It's been an incredible journey, and I, for one, can't wait to see the culmination. Go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com slash promo series 8 for more information. Um, and speaking of, by the way, did you know... This time next week, you will tie Chad as the second longest reigning world champion. No, I had not a fucking <laughs> idea. Not even a clue. Honest to God, not even a clue. But that that makes me proud. This has been a, a, an interesting reign, to say the least. It, it, was, it was not easy to get here. It's not easy to keep it. 
Um, I've got, I do have a big challenge ahead of me. I'm not even going to lie about it. Corey is not the same Corey. Um, I brought into the MDO. He's not the same Cora that started here on Max Wrestling. This is a new, different, hungry and upset, angry even, Corey Coulter. Yeah, we've never seen an angry cypher before. No, he's normally a jolly fellow. <laughs> he's like the most chilled dude ever. He, but, he, uh, he, he is the dude. He is, not anymore. Uh, but he's coming for blood at promo series. Uh, I don't envy you. No, but you know what? I always like a good fight. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've crossed paths with Corey this past year too for, for the uh, tag team titles, and he also cost me that world title that is now yours. But there we go. We'll see how it goes. All right, let's find out this week's. Although I got a funny feeling who it's going to be. Geek of the week. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking head with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Pencil neck geek. I think you already know who it is. <laughs> And I'm glad that you brought it up like that. Um, so it, it's an it's another all in brawling brawling in and all in. I don't know. We can call it a weird fucking name. We can come up with weird names left and right. Um, as much as Jack has some definite play in this, it goes back to Pepsi Phil because motherfucker, you've done this before. You've done this before. This isn't new. Apparently, the people that swore up and down that the problem in WWE wasn't CM Punk, it was WWE. I don't hear them saying that the problem is is AEW is Tony Khan. The problem is Punk. Get your shit together or get the fuck out of the wrestling business. Okay? If you're going to have this big of a fucking ego with somebody like Jungle Jack Perry... What's going to happen when they start bringing in unknown talent from Japan that is huge that, oh, well, they're just some jerk off that I don't know. Get them out of here. So you're going to hinder relationships with other promotions because you want to be the goddamn Karen supervisor. Bitch, I work in the deli. You work in electronics. What the fuck are you doing over here? Go away. Get the fuck away from me. Punk, fix it or get gone. And that's just me. And that's the same move I want to tell Tony Khan. Fire him or tell him it's over with at this point and you can't fuck up no more. And if you do, you're gone. No questions asked. And you know what? That's that's something I, even and still as a bit of a punk fan, agrees with. Get your shit together or get out. Yeah, dude, we're fucking... You guys are grown fucking men. I, I think the worst part is that he was so fucking popular and he's just ruining his own... He is! You know... I don't know how you can Image. fuck your own reputation like that, but hey, he's showing he's showing the way. Ah, uh, all right. Um, I'm actually torn on this one, but I think I got it. It's between two, and I think I'm going with this one. This week's MVP of the week. It's two guys that had both had bangers this past week. Uh, although one of them had two bangers. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, God. I'm going to go with Will Ospreay. 
but second choice was very, very close with Orange Cassidy. Oh, but I've been picking Orange Cassidy a lot this year, so let's give Will Ospreay some shine. Hey, but when you're good, you're good. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah. Like we've been saying, he really is in contention for best wrestler in the world right now. Fuck yeah, dude! He, I didn't think it was possible, but he is close to overlapping Kenny. He's he's slowly getting there. He's he's getting to Kenny territory. That's for goddamn sure. And that's and that's something that I think is is just. It's, I've been wanting it. We wanted it when Kenny first left uh, New Japan, and we were hoping Osprey was going to be that guy, and instead it was it was Jay White. And then Jay White left, and we were hoping Will was finally going to blossom, and they didn't let him. And then he said, fuck you, I'm doing it. And they fucking said, you know what? You're right, you're doing it. And they haven't turned back since. Um, now, granted, he didn't win G1 or nothing like that, but it doesn't matter. Again, his contract ends in February. I'm sure he's on his way to AEW. Regardless, good for him. Keep fucking doing it, bud. I'm happy for you. I, I remember the fucking shitty WCPW days where you fucking come out with the goddamn assassin's gloves and the whole shit. God, you've come far. Yeah, he, he's been on the radar for a good few years, but like everybody knows Osprey right now. Fucking A. All right, um... Thank you for joining us. Um, I hope we rocked you harder than real glass, Crimea River. Before we go anywhere, <laughs> here's what Moses has for you, Pencil Net Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. Oh my goodness, a whole lot actually. There's a whole lot coming out. Um, Again, retro will keep getting put on hold for as long as it has to be, just because there's just so much else going on. TSK dropped an episode where we did our uh, the Wembley review, already up to about 75 views. Appreciate you guys on that one. Coming already out with another one. We, we're pretty much just going to talk Phil, all Phil. Is he the cancer? Do you fire him? What do you do with him? Is he a rating impactor? Blah, 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 blah. You got to come kick it with the TSK to get into that discussion. That might drop today after this show. If not, it'll be your morning Friday drop for y'all to enjoy something on that. Um, other than that, I know you sports heads are out there. Some of you guys are waiting on it. I actually got a message from one of our fun listeners. Hey, I heard you're going to start doing a, a football podcast. And I said, hold on, wait, which one? And they said footy, and I got excited and very nervous at the same time. So, yes, an American Tuck in Tottenham is happening. There, um, the, the logo was made. The first episode is actually made. It just has to go into editing now. There's a cool background. I rock a green screen. Be prepared for a whole new different kind of look coming from your boy. Um, and, again, there's and, and, um, for anybody who's listening, who anybody who's going to go check it out, there is going to be a day, a, a disclaimer on every episode, a lovely reminder <laughs> that I am American and I do not know footy as well as I talk about it, but I will give you my real honest God's opinion. And of course we already know bolt rants coming out as well. I've got probably two quick episodes dropping before the season debut on Sunday, but we'll get into that uh, when that happens. And the only way to check all that fun stuff out is by following the fun socials, by checking us out on the evil X machine at Max and wrestling UK at Mac at uh, the captain five, one, two and at SMR pod net. 
Make sure to check out the lovely website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. And do not forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, of course. And again, we're getting all kinds of stuff. It's going to be sports stuff now. We got sports stuff coming. TSK's dropping a lot of stuff. Max Wrestling's dropping a lot of stuff. We're just, we're coming at you from all fucking angles, baby. All fucking angles. Hell yeah. And with that said, we got more predictions coming. Join us next week for Payback. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, if you thought we weren't excited about the All Out card, what do you see next week? Um, <laughs> the tag team tournament arrives. Um, first round, myself and Tiffany Damon versus AJ Sparks and Beer. Come You've on. been watching The Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Run. Yeah, lucky, Fulham. Fuck you guys. <laughs>